0: The PC Movie Club podcast, and this is me, Aaron, and my mother, Lisa. Hello. And on this episode, we are going to talk about uh, Steven Spielberg 2015 uh, drama movie, Prince of Spies. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what this movie is about? Ah, uh, me? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, well, it is about a lawyer a very nice lawyer. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, played by Tom Hanks, who is getting a task to to uh, defend a, a Russian spy, Rudolf Abel, played by Mark Rylance. Mm. And he wants to, I think the whole point is to defend American values in this. Yeah,
0: and, it, and it's in the 50s, in the late no, 50s. It's, uh, yeah, in
1: 1957. By the way, I was living in that time and I remember this case. Ah, As really? A child. I was a child, but I, I'm really wondering that I remember this case. I was something like 10 years old.
0: Yeah, it's like. I based remember on Gary true, Powers. Yeah, it's based on true events. Yeah. Um, so
1: this, uh, they want to exchange a, a pilot. American pilot who was shot down in, uh, in uh, Russia. So he w- they want to change Russia and America b- between each other, these spies, and then, then after Tom Hanks saved Ma- this uh, Rudolf Abel's life in the beginning, that they, they didn't kill him as a spy in America. They changed him, exchanged him to Gary Powers mm. in Berlin, on that bridge. And the bridge of spice is uh, where they change the spice. Yeah. It, in the Cold War. Yeah, and it that,
0: literally kind of builds up to this, this really, this this bridge of spice which yeah. in, in, in Berlin, where yeah. they, in the end, exchange these, these so
1: prisoners. So that is the story in, in the shortness.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And we haven't uh, given any spoilers here, or have you no. Know
0: yeah it's not it's a really it's it's a movie that you cannot really spoil too much like it's it's really it's it's very simple kind of straightforward story about them about the politics and about the exchange and it kind yeah of, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like um like you you can really kind of um uh see the similarity at least from me when i when i saw the movie i felt like it it's played out in a similar fashion to um, to the movies All the President's Men and Spotlight, wherein it kind of follows this this um, uh, people doing their job in a way, you know, and, and it's not really about twists and turns uh, like, and all the reveal in the end of what is going to happen, but it's more about the process of it, wh- how it kind of evolves and how it leads up to the whole exchange. And there is, of course, like tension about what is happening in the end, but I think for us to talk about it, it's not really important to, to talk really about the end result or the, the, ha- the things that are happening in the end. So uh, it's, it's, it's very easy for us not to spoil really anything. But,
2: yeah,
1: um, and there's not a, it's not a great heroic story or something, adventure, so it, but it's very exciting.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not really. A, um, that's that was for me like the thing that um, it, it. really. Um, I kind of missed it when it came out because I was first very interested because it's directed by Steven Spielberg and it's Tom Hanks and then the spice name in the title kind of gave makes it a very exciting idea like because I I like. Kind of spy adventures and stuff like that. Well,
1: who wouldn't?
0: Yeah, and but <laughs> but then then I kind of uh, when I read about the movie and I and I saw reviews of it and stuff like that, I kind of noticed that it's more plain and more straightforward um, political movie, and that kind of put me down, like in in how um, how I. How I uh, my interest in the movie and so i didn't see it in the end i didn't i felt like oh i don't i don't know if it's that interesting and stuff like that but then you saw it and you you talked about it and you had this very interesting idea um,
1: well but yeah so uh, for me it was so that First of all, when I heard the name of this, that there's such a film, much before Oscars and much before everything, mm. I I immediately want to see it, because I love spy stories. You know, the man who came in from cold and, you know, all these cold war stories. I really love them.
0: Yeah, this conspiracy and this yeah, kind
1: cons- of...
0: Yeah, yeah and, and the political tension between... I also like that whole cold war. Yeah,
1: even if it's uh, gone... It's the Cold War. Doesn't exist a long time ago, and this was before uh, it was yeah. Soviet Union and not Russia and so. So, but I, I loved it. I wanted to see it, I, and I didn't didn't know anything about the Mark Rylance or anything. Mm-hmm. And then it escalated. The whole business escalated <laughs> into great enormous proportions when, when it was uh, um, in Oscar nominations. This film, mm-hmm. it was it the film itself, and then on the top of everything, Mark Ryan has got a side Oscar for ma- male part. Mm-hmm. So, that kind of, um, I spoil spoil it for me, because I want to see the things without any pre...
0: Yeah, it, Oscar always makes, the Academy Awards always makes kind of this uh, hype...
2: Expect- uh, yeah,
0: it makes yeah. expectation and hyping around the movie, and it kind of mm. if, if if a certain actor is nominated for a best actor, then you see them kind of in a different way. Yeah, you, you see know? them in
1: different light, like the, like you, this Re- Revenant and everything. Everything went different
0: after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. With with uh, our yeah. movies, like Birdman and Revenant, Revenant, I think it hurted the movie more than it, yeah. it gave it mm. credit. Like. Yeah. They could have been better movies without Oscar nominations.
1: Yeah, they, but uh, thank God, God that have... Verd, yeah, thank God that Birdman got, got I I saw it afterwards again without the hype and uh, no no so and I realized how wonderful, great movie it is. It will stand forever.
0: But but Prince Spice I felt like I remember in the Oscars. I think it went kind of um, under all the other movies. Yeah, it yeah. was more the Spotlight and Mad Max
1: mm.
2: and,
0: and what other movies? No, I forgot about... Other Room
1: movies. and the Danish Girl. Yeah, they were, all,
0: they were talking about more of them. And Sprit of Spice was just there. Just yeah. with every, and Steven Spielberg was just like, yeah, I'm nominated. Mm. Mm. And nobody really seemed to care that much. And I, f- I feel like the only... The real hype or the real escalation was Mark Ravens, like that was the... Mm. I that's felt very like...
1: bad, in fact, but we don't, we should keep ourselves always out of Oscars, you know? <laughs> even if we make podcasts of Oscars and we get excited, but in, in spite of that, we have to see movies, yeah. not thinking about Oscars. That,
0: that, that's how I felt in, when we were talking about Oscars, I felt like, like, the whole Oscar kind of just is kind of uh, um, it, it just kind of comes in, in in the way of enjoying movies sometimes yeah. instead mm. of like enjoying them like you you get you, you you end up kind of relating referring to to how they do it in the Oscars and if it's mm. Oscar nominated or not but in the end it, yeah. it doesn't matter like mm. and and yeah
1: so if you get to back to bridge yeah. spice.
0: So. Oh yeah, like I, I wanted to mention about the Cold War that, that. Um, I really enjoy those Cold War movies, uh, like in Bridge of Spice*. I just wanted to mention that I also kind of reminded me of the movie *Good Luck and Good Night*.
1: Ah, yeah, that was, it so was good also work. like
0: a Cold War movie, and it's very mm. dialogue-based, mm-hmm. very much kind of political. Yeah. and just people doing their job and there's this tension and yeah black and white and yeah and and I feel like even more than all the president's men or spotlighter in in good night and good luck, there was this real tension of mm. kind of I don't know how how well how how it's possible that they made it that well and that I so it, you can make a really, really intensive movie about just Cold War. And all mm. the communist uh, threats and uh, mm. paranoia and all this stuff. And
1: I expect that this this um, Trumbo, mm. this man who wrote, uh, who got blacklisted and who it was also Oscar nomination.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I
1: expect actor. I'm going to see it soon, but I expect that to be also.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. But, indeed. But but yeah. anyway, about Bridge of Spice.
1: Yeah. So. Yes, so at last I saw it, and it was not the way I was expecting it, really. It's uh, not like, okay, I see a spy movie and I jo- enjoy myself. Mm. I got a terrible shock.
0: In what way was it not something that you didn't expect?
1: I didn't expect at all. That, you know, it's like two movies in the same. Like, uh, you know, a Steven Spielberg movie, a soft pink eyeglass movie with sugar coatings. And, uh, you know, well. that giving the hope to the world. I mean, that that is like, we are the hope of the world. We are good Americans and constitutions and we save everybody. So, it's that kind of movies he makes and it's it's pleasant, okay.
2: Yeah.
1: It, it's okay. But then Mark Reyners came into it and... Uh, this and he his fate, in fact, in life was so realistic that that uh, it blew me away. Like it it sank this other film, this Spielberg film, in it, which uh, like in a soft sand. Mm-hmm. You know, when I realized that he's been he's. His, as a child, he's experienced that he, in front of his eyes, they killed his father and mother, some partisans somewhere. And I don't think it's Russia, it's some Eastern country, Bloc block country. Uh, so, uh, his life was gone that moment.
2: Mm. So,
1: he got very realistic. He, he knows what life is at its barest. And he got lost the hope, and it's an immense trauma on a person, with shadows. So I kind of understood why he's a spy. And it's not even said in the movie, all that. I, I concluded it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, he, he tells a story about his family and he, about how, how it was to live in Soviet Russian, when he was a child. And he he does this uh, he has this uh, monologue, um, and it you kind of got out of it that get that he his family got killed, that he saw it. Yeah,
1: of course it was because they, they, he tells about this other man who stayed alive, and he was the only one who stayed alive. And there was also in that place his mother and father and himself. He saw it. So yeah. o- only one who got alive was that man, this strange man. Is so, then I I was shocked, because that showed me that it's, um, it's um, how a good actor can spoil a movie. Mm. Never seen it before. I, I always like good actors, like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Robert De Niro and so on and so on. They make good side ba- parts.
0: Like, usually, like, a good actor can just make a movie better. Yeah.
1: It, because it, it, it has it's a good better. actor. Oh, you can uh, not like the whole rest of the movie, but you enjoy seeing that uh, him in like I saw Robert De Niro in the Silver Lining Playbook.
2: Yeah,
1: which was an uh, Oscar no, Oscar got movie, I think it was. But I thought it's uh, just nonsense. Yeah, uh, but Robert De Niro was brilliant in it as a father. Oh, okay. Just a small part. Yeah. Oh, oh, Philip Seymour, oh anybody who's really good, like, so uh, Mark Rylance goes into that class and he thinks this this well, it's a good movie, mm. but it's not any more good movie after Mark Rylance is in it because he's a good actor.
0: But why do you think? Why does Mark Rylance make the other movie bad? Because, because, because. They are not, the other actors are not as good as him?
1: Yeah, because they are not as good as him. He is out of the league. They, he's, he's, um, the others are performing normal, like. Mm. Normal, good film. Tom Hanks is okay. Everybody's okay. Alan Alda is there he's wonderful he's really nice and everything but then comes this man with his with, with his trauma and serious life he brings serious life know what I felt like in fact I felt like it's a yeah okay Steven Spielberg makes kind of fairy tale for me no mm. always everything is kind of a fairy tale to yeah. Sindler's List and everything is a, George is a fairy tale. And it kind of, even if it's good and it's realistic and so on, it's kind of a fairy tale. It's like Cinderella. Yeah. You know? And then like now e. we have, what?
0: Like E.T. Yeah,
1: like E.T. <laughs> I enjoyed those views. I really was into them and everything. But this time I felt bad taste in my mouth. I really could, because i he got reality into this, in the middle of all this fairy tale, this Mark Rylance. Mm-hmm. It's like like bringing somebody... You remember those those men who came to Tarantino film this... What was the Tarantino film? Not Pulp... Well, Pulp Fiction, I think. Mm-hmm. Where they came into the cafe and... Oh, they came to kill that person through the corridor. and talking about the hamburgers. On the
0: yeah, road. Pulp Fiction... Yeah.
1: Yeah, beginning. so it's like bringing something like that into
0: Cinderella. <laughs> like, so
1: that's what Mark Rylance did.
0: Uh-huh, okay, I see. Well, I don't know. Um, it's true that Steven Spielberg makes like this very... He makes very romanticized movies. Yeah, he's he, a romanticist. He's, he, he's very much... He kind of works within a cinematic world he doesn't make realistic movies yeah
2: yeah yeah, even though
0: even though like like I think Sylvester's List has certain uh, crutchiness it's a cruel movie it's it's kind of
1: uh, always he has cool things and
0: and stuff like that you can say it's realistic in a way that Mm you can show the cruelty of it but his thing is that he balances of two kind of uh, sides you know he yeah. balances the kind of uh, certain like certain elements of reality but then yeah. with with a certain um, ex- exaggerated cinematic voice yeah you know it and it's not necessarily, like he and it kind of comes out very uh, very kind of how you say fairy tale but i think it, it would like, the best way to describe it in a way is, like, um, that he's, the, the, the brush strokes are kind of, he uses all kind of colors. Yeah. He doesn't only make uh, critty reality, and he doesn't only make uh, fairy tale. He kind of balances everything out. In yeah, and it, and it has. And it, 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 it comes out very broad, you know. It comes out mm-hmm. very, very, uh, with, with big, big words, you know, like yeah, capital mm-hmm. letters and... Some people don't like that, and some people like that it's it's kind of a style thing you know it's his yeah, yeah. it's his uh style true yeah, it the is films. like
1: a painter has a style, one is that and one is that uh, Spielberg is very spectacular yes yeah, in his yeah. Own. and and i yeah and
0: and and it's he's a very american filmmaker like um like i i realized after this after this movie that I, because in the movie there is this um there's the scene of the Abel, the character of Mark Lyons, in the beginning. He paints a self rea- self re- uh, self portrait from a mirror, and this is supposedly a di- direct reference to a painter called Norman Rockwell, oh. who is who apparently Steven Spielberg and George Lucas both are great fans of
2: uh-huh.
0: of this painter, and he. And I went into his his art and everything, and it really kind of gave me an extra level of Steven Spielberg when you look at his this this guy's paintings because he's he's from the 50s or I don't know 40s. At uh, that
1: time, exactly. Yeah,
0: I think he's like from the really early for this era time yeah. painter or something, uh, or 50s. I'm not really sure. And not abstract. No, he paints really realistic, huh. he's like uh, American Caravaggio, basically, like, with the with, with opposite of the light, Caravaggio well, painted.
1: Well, like Caravaggio, no? But yeah, but
0: American, and, and kind yeah, yeah. of, it's all like, like uh, it's not, they're, they're not dark, but they're full of light, and full oh. of happy and kind of bright faces, and it's, they are kind of uh, biblical compositions, many times, like Caravaggio, yeah. Uh, but they depict the very daily life of American culture. Oh. Ah. And this is, they're very kind of iconic images, you know. Iconic uh-huh. American culture, like, like, you know, the 50s uh, cafe bars with their stools
2: oh. and
0: the garages in their, with their mechanics and stuff and... Oh, I have to see, it, see and, that. I mean, and you can kind of, you can sweep through this very uh, iconic heart and soul of American culture through his paintings.
1: So that's and why he put this man painting. It's
0: this a art. reference to this because he oh. really, I think he... It's like kind of a clue I feel like to that that style that he likes, and I, if you if you look at these these Rockwell's paintings, I think you can really tap into the cinematic uh, feel of Steven Spielberg. Like he makes, I feel like all of his movies are like Rockwell paintings. Like mm-hmm. they are very iconic American portrayal of American culture, and. And they are directly for American and, and by American uh and he's proud of that and he really likes to to go into that that level. So he feels like he and this 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 comes out very American, like Prince of Spice is a very American movie. It yeah, it I think. It, it, cla- it clamors American ways and it's the whole theme of the Prince of Spice is about the idea, ideology of American culture, like they talk all the time about Constitution, about human rights, and what how we should act, and it's the whole th- whole message of the movie is about the direction where America should go towards. So mm-hmm. it's a very kind of clamoured, soft American, and it it criticizes America, but very very softly and there is like edits and scenes where they actually make it's clear how they make soviets look more bad
2: yeah they
1: always in, in yeah to and get these gary powers out of their clutches these evil people yeah
0: but I, I but i really like still how the movie is kind of humanistic it's a humanistic <laughs> movie but yeah it, it is, really yeah. shows both sides and it's really kind of it it wants to show the Americans, like, kind of, give them a mirror of kind of self-reflective message that see how how we could have acted and see how we did the right thing, you know.
1: Or, yeah, we did you know, the right.
0: And then mm-hmm. we we like and make them understand how it feels like because in the in the beginning Abel is very distant, he doesn't mm-hmm. say a lot, and we cannot really. Tap into his feelings, in, in, like from his perspective, un, until he starts talks a little bit, but not too much. He's very distant character, and then, uh, and then we are very, criti- and the Americans are very critical. Like we have to trial this guy, and we have to kill him. Everybody is very open. We ha- we have to kill this spy, this Russian spy, and they they don't have, want to have any second thought about it, and. Uh, Tom Hanks wants to make a huge effort to keep him alive because they might be be able to then exchange him with another mm. spy if 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 an American spy is captured. and then and they're like, this is uh, this sounds a ridiculous idea and then and then we actually very beautifully told yeah. we we get this slow transition. Into the situation where an American spy gets caught, in the end, oh. and yeah. I l- really love that that evolution of how we get to that point because then wh- when, because he's a pilot in an airplane and when the a- airplane goes down, mm. it's the feel of that moment is something so real, and that's a that's a, the realism of the movie. I feel oh. it's not fairy tale. <laughs> The emotion and the immer- immersiveness of feeling how that pilot feels in that moment that he cannot he he will be captured you know and then the feeling of how how this relates to the Soviet spy you know like mm. then we realize that these people are just doing their job and they are caught and they are not necessarily evil and bad and that's very humanistic about it it's a very beautiful way of portraying this both sides, it doesn't try to make Americans look good and the Soviets bad, it just kind of tries to look at the the situation uh, from both kind of uh, like, it it tries to look at the situation in a way that we can kind of understand both sides, but Mm -hmm. it looks it from American side, because Mm -hmm. it is for American,
1: Audience. Yeah, so that all is the way you say it. It sounds a very beautiful story, you know. <laughs> it sounds really good. It sounds so beautiful, and all that was lost to me because uh, of uh, Mark Ryan's
0: Yeah, but but but
1: I was bored by but, the rest of the movie.
0: But for me, because I feel I feel like 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 all the the movie was so kind of uh, engaging and it was so well told and crafted that uh, for me actually Mark Rylance was the most boring part uh, <laughs> because, because the because as, as you say I can kind of agree with you that he stands out and yeah. he's, he's a really good actor I don't I, we are not talking about if he's a good actor or not but I feel like he's in the, he's kind of in the wrong movie I kind of agree with it, but it's not, it doesn't make the movie bad. I feel like it makes Mark Rylance bad.
1: Uh, do you say that way? Because I, I was really engaged with the
0: movie, and then when Mark Rylance is in the movie, I felt really bored and kind of, oh, oh, this guy, who is this guy? You know, like, just just kind of, you know, because everybody acts natural in the movie, because everybody <laughs> is part of the movie, and yeah, then Mark yeah. Rylance just does his own thing, and he just doesn't... He's not engaged with the world, you know. He's, he's kind of deliberately kind of distant and kind of out, you know. He, don't know Tom he Hanks all the power time power. asks him, why aren't you worried? And he asks, he, and he says, well, would it help?
1: Yeah, and would it, it just, help? He he's got the shock as a child, and that ended him his life.
0: But he it, doesn't have any emotions in the movie. He doesn't yeah, do... Yeah, he,
1: he do not have any emotions. He was uh, treated... That way, as a child, when they killed his parents, that that's it. He he got cold,
2: yeah.
1: and so he got a spy, probably because that's the reason.
0: But that's how but, you read it, and yeah, for me, for me, I didn't, I, I didn't see. I
1: but. I was wishing that the, the, the all the rest would be going to another movie completely to make their own movie, and he would get his own partners and make another movie, like more like. You know, when we talk about uh, let us right one in, in uh, Stockholm. You know, the real world. That was a real world, the real suburbs and real things. Yeah, the,
0: the movie has this kind of side elements that are very intriguing. And I, I, you can feel like you want to expand those things. Like, I really love the, the, the part in the movie when they go to Berlin. It's kind of halfway, it should through the movie that they kind of go go to Berlin where it's divided and it's the aftermath of the Second World War and it's such an intriguing place it's, Yeah, it's I, just
1: I, the point when they're building the war Yeah, I, the this is
0: a fantastic uh, period to make stories about to really, not, because like we have seen a lot of this, you know, life under under the war you know, mm-hmm. like the pianist about somebody who is okay. trying to survive when the war is going on. But to realize that the aftermath of the war was as, it was horrible, it was very uh, cruel and harsh
1: yeah, it situation. Finish, it finish. was
0: It was mm-hmm. really, that, and that Berlin uh, pe- specifically is like this, this melting pot. I don't know. It was like, a
1: ruined city, completely. Yeah. And then afterwards. And yeah. then
0: people like, and I felt like we, people are walking around, and it's just ruined buildings, and you you kind of feel like ev- that everybody could be like happy about the war being ended. But how can anybody be happy still in this situation? And that's
1: know? already, you know, it's like 12 years after the war ended.
0: Yeah, and, and it's still
1: going on so bad.
0: Yeah, 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 and and the there is this scene where this Tom Hanks is walking in the streets in the ruined Berlin and he is ganged up by these German boys, kind of rockabilly guys, and they're these punks and they s- they they um, steal his coat, uh, overcoat from him. Ah,
1: not a goat, but a coat. Coat,
0: coat overcoat. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. That's that's why I said overcoat, so I can you know yeah, specify yeah. it. I don't mean a goat. but yeah. an overcoat. So, <laughs> um, and they, and when I, when I was looking at this scene, I, I really fell in love with these boys, and I, I I wanted to I as. In a, in a second I wanted to have a separate movie just oh, about again. these boys
2: yeah and
0: because they were so intriguing yeah. and, uh, and about I, their life like, and I would love to see this 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 um, period of time in Berlin through the perspective of these boys.
1: I'd love to have a film by Wim Wenders about
0: yeah it. Wim Wenders or, or Visconti or somebody telling a story about these these boys that would be really like incredible but 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 still um, these are all things that we want to have we it it kind of for me, it says that this movie was able to tell such an intriguing elements and details of the story that it wanted us to know more about them. Yeah, you're it's right. Not, it's it's yeah. the movie's ability yeah. to do that. It's yeah. not really its fault that we want yeah. to see more movies. It's really, it, 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 it is able to present this world and period mm-hmm. of time where in a way that we want to even know more about it. And that's great yeah. about it,
1: yeah, and uh, when you think about it, it, is, it says Steve Spielberg here was very skillful with his script screenwriters, you know, so he made a completely uh, you know a decoration free basic story, a simple story
0: yeah, it's, it's a
1: very bare, simple story, yeah and it, you uh, yourself want to make into it all and want to see more and more because of that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's kind of that that's what I always like to see in movies. That and why I why I um, the reason why I uh, compared it to Spotlight and all the President's Men mm-hmm. is because they are also very simple simplified uh, structure. You know, like okay, all the President's Men is really complicated. Like I <laughs> I still don't understand what's happening in the movie, but it's um it's kind of uh, Basic. This leads to this leads to this, and it, we just go on with it, you know. Yeah,
1: sport life is like that. Too.
0: And and the, like, in a way that I mean, as set pieces, nothing yes. must happens, you know. There is not real action, not real like. I think in all of these three movies, there is no real threat. I, there is no not a real. Uh, I don't. I, when I see these movies, I never at any point feel like a life threat.
1: Oh, there was this part, do you remember this? Tom Hanks was in a car in the East Berlin and in a car by this this man. Uh, the,
0: yeah, the that star. was exciting.
1: Oh, he got uh, arrested. Uh, yeah, he, he, was, he
0: was driving like super, and I was, he was driving super fast with this sport car in, in the Berlin. And I was all the time thinking like, probably they don't have winter tires and it's full of snow and they will mm. just slide off at some point, yeah. because it's...
1: But, uh, that's, uh, I think that part in Berlin was written by screenwriting by Coen Yo- Brothers. So it's a very good part.
0: Yeah, like, what I wanted to say is that that all of these movies are, in their setting, they are very simplified, like Spotlight is basically just the off- newspaper office. Yeah, like, or like all the president's men also, basically, it's just yeah. offices or people going to other houses to interview people and
1: also that good night good luck
0: and also good night good luck it's like mm-hmm. in this radio station basically the whole movie happens in the radio station if i remember correct
1: i and, I, and, I thank god that this george clooney has a very pleasant voice <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> no but it wasn't sure yeah it was the other guy was Anyway. Oh, it was the
1: other guy, George Clooney was doing it.
0: Yeah, he was a, the, kind of some other um, character this, there. Yeah,
1: but, yeah, I mix up, but he had a very pleasant voice, this man.
0: Um, so, what I want to say, so, uh, Bridge of Spies is, it's kind of sim- simple political dialogue and situation and events, and I don't necessarily understand all of it, what's happening, like some Things just go really fast and over the top, and I don't. The
1: negotiations me. in Berlin. Yeah, I don't get
0: get all mm. that's that That's
1: fascinating. That was good, part. but.
0: But but the the dialogue and the the direct directing of Steven Spielberg and the cinematography makes it all such a compelling story, and that's I feel like it's really the mastery of this filming, which is the same in Spotlight and all the President's men's, That He's, even though you don't really have to even understand what's happening just to really be immersed in the story
1: yeah you can flow in it but his signature thing not this uh, spielberg signature thing is like those those little details like the climbing over the wall there and in america afterwards and the women newspaper in the train Mm. And after. No, all these little signature things which he makes, it's, um, yeah. he knows where to touch your heart. When mm. then comes Mark Rylance and blows it all up. It's, that's why it's a really it's, uh, amazing film because of that. It mm. <laughs> shows so how it can be spoiled. But you know, I, I wanted to say, you talked about the painting in the beginning. Yeah. So I wanted to say but I didn't want to stop you. So uh, stop this uh, thing. So it it felt for me in the beginning a great disappointment when I saw I'm myself on art business, you no. Know? So mm-hmm. I very much like art and I'm into it and so on. But I didn't like it that it's this man, this pie. What is he going? What why is he painting these pictures there? Yeah. So I was disappointed, and you know what came to me if, uh, reminded mm-hmm. Salvador Dali. He has this famous picture, which is great, when he's painting himself in a mirror and in a painting, and you see it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you see it in three ways. This.
0: Yeah. It's a. Yeah. a
1: it's an, ingenious
0: painting. yeah like well actually the funny thing about it is that this this scene and this this reference to Rockwell of that the Steven Spielberg likes the painter that this is actually a, is a like an exact reference to a Pacific Painting by Rockwell, which is a self-portrait. Which is called was it like a triple portrait? It, it's the name of it, and it's actually that Dali paint. Like where ah,
1: which one is done before? Well, is Rockwell or Dali? That
0: would be interesting to see, like because Rockwell. It's it, in the Rockwell painting. He is. We see him from the back, and he's painting this big self-portrait, and then he's That's looking the right. himself in the mirror. So we That's see right three parts of him. Yeah. So it yeah, it's that. It's very but, interesting.
1: But. Uh, of course, Dalí is the ingenious person, mm-hmm. and uh, even if he's doing it after somebody, he's doing it himself, uh, own, like Picasso. They yeah. they use anything; it's like only anything is usable. But that's how it's the art is.
0: Yeah. So I think um, so, we were talking about the pitch of spice.
1: Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. I wanted to, I have a couple of things there which uh, came to my mind. But this, we haven't, we, you were talking about some spy films. Uh, you know this? All these uh, political things, spy things, this president's men and so on. Yeah. For me, they came because, it, well, how do I say it clearly? It's, for me came a, a film called Fair Play. Ah, Fair... Is it fair game? Wow. Fair game, I think. Such a film. And Naomi Watts and Sean Penn, two of my favorites, are in it, uh, acting. It's a, it's a true story, like... <laughs> but here it's a real true story. When the woman was writing, it happened to this woman and his ra- Valerie something. It was a CIA agent. Uh. And that is one of my favorite films. Yeah, you told it's a spy me about film. this. Yeah, it's a spy film and I want to see it periodically again because it touches my life also because uh, good films always do and they change something in you. So, this what they did, What that's a true story really which was in newspapers and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, are the newspapers, true, who knows and so on. So this Valerie something was a CIA agent, and they because her, her husband did something not nice mm-hmm. to American government. He was a teacher, or something. So she got exposed, and because of that, many people died, which she was uh, working as a spy in the CIA. And it's, it had a cra- it was great consequences and that's not nice from the American government to do what they did to that family uh, according to that story. Mm. So, and it, I like the whole situation and the whole uh, that's a that's a good film really, but mm. one thing's is additionally in it is that it's a story of a marriage
2: Mm.
1: and what that man did that man was the husband was a a good person like tom hanks and so on and wants to tell but there he he didn't get it and it's a claim for it he got uh, his his wife fired out of, exposed from CIA and in terrible condition. So, yes. they had a very very difficult situation in the marriage, and I myself have had difficult situations in marriage, so that kind of wakes me, wake me, how me Watts handled that situation. It's a beautiful thing.
2: Hmm.
1: No, that film is a very positive.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, in its bareness, the, the cruelty of the world
0: yeah but i think like
1: i loved I, that couple really i loved
0: it. and I, I i feel like um compared to like prince of spice and the fairy tales of it that that prince of spice like every movie doesn't have to be cruel or honest like or well honesty is t- many different yeah, ways yeah. but they they mm-hmm. don't have to be all yeah. Critical and realistic and harsh and about the cruelty and about hard ma- hardmanship. Mm. It doesn't have to be like if the Brits of spies. Actually, like the real story behind it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read that it could have been an even softer movie because nothing really threatening happens in the end in the movie. Like the, Tom Hanks is never put in a gunpoint point. You know where there is like like a Reservoir Dogs moment. You know where everybody's pointing gun at each other and snipers are.
2: Yeah.
1: Is, he only suffers a cold.
0: It's not the Saving Pir- yeah. Private Ryan where every, it's all action mm-hmm. scenes. You know, um, but uh, and and the, the only like the the real like uh, cruel like kind of like well cruel like um, the real threatening moments are like when in the beginning in America he's in his house and they get shot like a standby car is shooting them because it's kind of in that part of the movie it's like a witch witch hunt where
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, Tom Hanks is the most hated person in America because he's defending the Soviet spy because everybody wants to kill the spy and he's the humanist kind of and he's like people are shooting at his house and he's his his girl was there in danger, and then in Berlin there was this um, moment with the with the Berlin boys who steal his overcoat, uh, coat, uh, and <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> <it> comes <laughs> out how coat or coat, and um,
1: and and the then, car a car business
0: there. Well, yeah, the car business, yeah, the, the, that was yes. That's true, it was very true and then and then there is the one I think you mentioned the the moment when he's on the train and mm. he's he's going over the Berlin Wall and we see peop- uh, these some of people wanting to cross over the Berlin Wall and they are being shot at by mm. the guards. yeah and it's a horrible scene, it's like the most kind of the most cr- cruel cruel yeah. scene that we see, and it's reflected in the end and I, th- I, I I liked it. It works great. But all of these free moments didn't really happen. The, <laughs> the, the, the the running over the wall did happen, but the the Donovan, the main character, the the guy who actually was in Berlin, he didn't see it at mm. any point. Uh-huh. Then his overcoat was never stolen, and and his oh, house was never God. shot at. So well, did
1: he have a cold really or not?
0: well even that I don't know if he didn't have a cold yeah that's true so all of these all of the most dramatic moments in the movie actually didn't even happen so the movie could have been even more soft and plain just politic uh, exchange of spies and that's it so the movie even tried to make it a little bit more dramatic Even, and, and it's even in, its, in this state it's so soft it's such a it's it's anybody could see this movie there's like nothing happening really in the movie it's not it's critical very it's yeah. it's not really Im- emotional except for its american ideology and hope it it just tries to be a hopeful movie and, and i
1: also think that uh, oh i don't want to
0: no no I, so I i mean like that that we and it's a true story so even the even the real story behind it it's not critical the yeah. real story wants to be hopeful what like there there is criticism in the how the Americans handle the 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 spy business and the trials like mm. the like the good night and good luck story you know, but that feels like another story it doesn't feel like the criticism doesn't fit into this story it's about donovan it's really about yeah. this one it's guy not. and his yeah. achievement which is great we we cannot put it aside
1: he did I, cool stuff. I came to think about this Donovan in that part that they want they show us in the beginning how brave he is that his courage he has courage when this other agent CIA comes and tries to intimidate him with the umbrella business behind he's hiding with the umbrella behind yeah. the card the other comes it's very frightening but in the end it's not yeah he's not afraid at all it's just and then they go into the cafe and uh, the man tries to intimidate him. He, it's a very scary thing, you know, if you would yourself be in that. Like yeah, what will I, happen? What can yeah. he do? You don't know anything. But Donovan not Donovan don't care. He says what... It's, uh, I don't but, remember but what isn't, he said.
0: Isn't, But isn't that also crazy? Like he, it's great. Right. It's kind of like Mark Rylands. It's kind of like the ape character. Ape is all the time very calm and very, you know... and. Tom Hanks reflects the same attitude he's he's on the point he's he's pushing aside you know everybody tries to intimidate him but he stands his ground and
1: he a does what he has to do. courageous person, yeah, he's very courageous, but he has, they are different words, really, they are, because Hanks didn't get his parents killed in front of him as a child and things. Mm. It's a different word.
0: I have a question, like, for you, like, what do you think about it, because you already mentioned about the painting of Mark Rylance in the movie, and I feel like this whole painting business that he does it in the movie because you you talk about Mark Ryan's being this realistic and this this whole mm. like, um, but for me he feels also kind of, in in parts he feel like as as fairy tale characters others because he's this. He's kind of exaggerated also in his uh, well
2: mm. well in
0: his in his distant he's like um, kind of some mm. in some ways unrealistically distant and doesn't really talk much and I don't know if he was like that or not but maybe mm-hmm. other people were also like that we don't know
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, but then he has this painting business that mm-hmm. he's when he when he's at home he paints and he's like quite a good painter and mm-hmm. stuff like that and okay that's okay but then when he goes to the prison to the cell he has mm-hmm. to have this you know moment where he asks you know Oh, if I could just have a paper mm-hmm. and pen, so I can draw.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's like this poetic character, mm-hmm. you know. And it really felt to me like, you know, forced, like yeah, like forced kind of uh, sympathy, you know. This this human character, like 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 um, he he couldn't be human if he wouldn't uh, be such a a delicate poetic artist you know well of, I
1: think that it really is not fitting to this character at all it's uh, written to him what can Rylance do it's written to him in a script that's the he character, to act
0: that's it. The character. Yeah. and that's what yeah. Mark Rylance so it, you cannot separate the real Mark Rylance character from the Mark Rylance character that he plays it's
1: yeah that's why in the beginning when I First, saw when the film opened and he was painting, I thought this is all wrong.
0: And then and somehow, then, and, then and in it, the and end
1: also. Yeah, was
0: and that the ending was the worst for me yeah, because the he, worst. he, he, like he, <laughs> uh, well, like um, Tom Hanks gets in the mail, he gets a painting that is that Abel did for him, and he opens the painting
1: in the airplane, and, and he goes home,
0: and. No in the torso or something.
1: They gave it to him in the airplane
0: Okay, and then he he looks at it and it's it's a photographic photorealistic painting of Tom Hanks. Yeah. And I was like, I you know, immediately the whole Mark, Ly- Mark Rylance Mark felt flat, you know, fall flat on the ground to me because how on earth was this ape character able to paint a photorealistic painting of tom hanks in the prison without only only with meeting him once in a while he remembered him his all of his wrinkles and and the light light and everything he had to watch his own reflection in the mirror to be able to paint his own own portraits, so how is he able to paint such a even better painting of Tom Hanks? Maybe they Hanks. gave him a photograph, I don't know, but they didn't show it at any point, so I that's out of the question for me. And I felt really I think,
1: I think from that uh, scene that um, it's um, not even uh, realistic uh, at all, and it's Spielberg has done a mistake, and not Mark Rylan's. I've, I've made it on that.
0: That's true. That, that, that I give you. It's not Mark Rylands' problem. That yeah. they they made this stupid painting stuff.
1: Yeah, it's kind director. of uh, emotional business, with nothing to do with this. But mm. uh, but you know that this. I read that this Rudolf Abel was in a, his character is in fact a real life spy called William J. Fisher, an Englishman who was a radio man. He that he had all over radios full of his places and he was doing that and he made his career in deception against Nazis in the war. Mm. So that's what he really, that person really did. Not painting at all. This was a radio person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this, this could have Duren. been more interesting. Yeah, like Alan Turing, which is another interesting character. This will make the computer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wonderful mm-hmm. something. So that would have fit in more this radio mm-hmm. business. I'm not, yeah. But Spielberg had to get this uh, this Norman Rockwell into this, I think. I yeah, mean, but for me, but it's his character, sentimental thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Romantic, I mean.
0: But it's it's I I kind of like it because the Rockwell kind of gave me the clue of of kind of understanding Spielberg better. So I'm yeah, happy yeah. for that. It worked in that, in that sense.
1: Yeah, Spielberg goes through with all those things. So, yeah, it's
0: it's not a perfect, flawless movie. It has its problems um, with the Mark but I don't think it makes the movie worse. It's actually... The movie (laughs) works really great in many, many layers, and it's, like, that's the thing about... I feel like if if anybody, like, I feel like it's kind of the... Again, with the Oscar uh, movie... I feel like it's the same with the Steven Spielberg name. That if because it's a Steven Spielberg film, we kind of put a lot of expectations on it, and we mm. and we also have this tendency to want something new, fresh, and innovative, or critical and harsh, something you know very very proud. And this movie is very much in between everything, and it, it's very like invis, invisible movie compared to all the other movies. It's very Basic, very much in its own path, what doing yeah. its own thing. And if if we if would have had some like young director's name on it, we would have hailed it as the new master of filmmaker, you know, of of this generation. But it's because it's Steven Spielberg, we are already used to his mastery, and yeah, we it's expect his standard, him to true. at least make a great movie, you know, mm-hmm. and this is uh, the least he can do, you know, he doesn't even have to try, and that's quite incredible of him.
1: The, also, the coloring in it is, uh, the you know, this rain and dark, yeah, night the, and uh, black, and white it's wonderful, wonderful, yeah, and it also really shows great. like it's the, it's a middle movie, like something, something it doesn't stand out like Mad Max or something with colors. Flair. Yeah,
2: it's
0: it's it's it really imitates an old-fashioned filmmaking. It,
1: yeah. It, the like movie Carol, itself,
0: no? it, the movie itself is fro- feels like it's from the fifties. It it mm. could have been, you know, a black and white movie with, uh, with with with, with, with Bogart or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's
1: what it's aiming at, I think.
0: Yeah, and and it works for this film. I feel like it's 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 a movie of its that it's really sets in its period of time, even the message is very much something that we should have seen in the 50s, you know. We should have seen this movie back then. Um, But what a blah that he came in
1: the end home and then all this (laughs) business. I like, I like, I I love that,
0: I I, I really love that, that in the end when he kind of comes home back to America, his wife just finds him in the bed, crashed because of all this because it's a business travel to him, and he just comes home a and he's was fishing, so he said, you
1: know, he was fishing in England.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's, he's exhausted by it, and I love, I, I love seeing Tom Hanks just crashing on the bed. Well,
1: yeah, we haven't seen it before. <laughs> well, it's we not about are, yeah. if
0: we see it before or not. I li- I, I really like these characters, and I, mm. I think Tom Hanks is just uh he does such a compelling portrayal of, of Donovan, and I, it's not anything to do if Donovan even was like that or not. It's just cinematically, it's such an entertaining movie. To watch.
1: Yeah, and so it's strange that we see just opposite. Like,
0: yeah, we agree
1: with that, of course, all those, but uh, we see.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of we agree on the on the Mark Rylands point. <laughs> But we see them as opposite.
1: (laughs) Opposite. Which
0: is really strange. (laughs) Yeah. But so, how many points did you give
1: to the movie? Well, I was so disappointed, I was really like blah, I was bored. Except when the Mark Rylance was there, so so that was a good part. And all the rest was boring, even if I saw all that wonderfulness. So I wouldn't have given any points at all, in fact. (sighs) But uh, because of Mark Rylance, I gave it three.
0: Free already. It he already it's not, he's not, so good. Not like Oscar. i not
1: counting Oscar, counting me. Mm. I enjoy good acting. Mm.
0: Okay. I can and understand. You? I yeah. gave it 8 out of 10. Wow. Because it's just a great movie. But mm. not nothing more, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't have to really say more about it I do want to still say yes yeah. the as an ending I uh, just a certain frustration that I I noticed in this movie because everything all of this movie I, I I didn't have a problem with the message and all this because it's a hopeful movie and I don't care I don't mind a hopeful movie mm. uh, that just wants to the movie just wants to show the goodness in 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 some of us, you know, like, and but I really there is some problems with me in the ending that kind of really um, uh, really kind of went against me, which is that um, well should I say it yeah well like the um, because Donovan bec- kind of historically we also know that Donovan became like this uh, great man or kind of appreciated man in the end because he did a huge amount of effort to make this exchange and all these things and he's in the train and earlier when the witch hunt is going on we see this woman um, uh, People in the in the train and in the tram, uh, this woman is reading the newspaper and he's he's seeing Donovan's face. And then he sees that Donovan is sitting there and he looks at him. And he has this really mean, judging look in her face. And Donovan is like really intimidated. <laughs> and like, oh, well, now everybody hates me. And then, and it really sets this, this mass witch hunt against this Donovan because he goes against the Americans. General opinion about it, uh, which is um, very interesting. And then in the end, when he becomes like this after the whole event, he becomes kind of this good guy and very this idol or appreciated man because he 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 managed to cr- make this exchange and this you know like managed to 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 to, to save Americans' lives and stuff like that. Yeah, the same woman, exactly the same woman. How, how crazy is that we see the same woman in the train, in the same spot sitting, in the mm. same spot. This woman sees again this newspaper, but this time very positive, and then he looks at the Donovan's picture and sees Donovan, and now he has this
2: soft admiration, admiration yeah.
0: towards him. And uh, Tomang is like, oh, that's nice. And,
2: <laughs>
0: and I really hate this, because for me it it really kind of captures the ignorance of the people mm. that the mass never learns
1: that because they it's never think about by the them masses. themselves it's, yeah.
0: it's, it's it kind of create it makes the message, message to to talk about individuals instead of masses that individuals can do something and that the masses just shouldn't bother to even change because in mm. the end of the movie the Americans didn't learn and that, for me, is a very cynical look in the end. That
1: that Spielberg look,
0: no? No, no, no. I, I feel like oh. Spielberg wants to make a hopeful movie about goodness in humans, and especially in the individual, like in Cinderella's list, that mm. an individual can make a difference, even that despite of everybody else changing. But I feel like with these scenes, with this one woman, it really kind of made it worse because now I feel like. Because I don't have any sympathy against that woman, because she, see, see, like, okay, maybe, maybe Donovan made her understand her mistakes, that they shouldn't prejudge people. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like, because the movie is made now, yeah. and it's not from the 50s, and it kind of wants to tell the Americans now where to go. I feel like Americans didn't learn, because yes. they still has to be told
1: yeah, how in the to newspaper. behave
0: and mm. do stuff. So, I, it, for me, it's just a very sad image of that woman admi, 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 giving admiration to Donovan, and I feel like that's mm-hmm. a, that, that's my one of my big critica- critics of the of the uh, film. Is I didn't
1: like it, that scene, of course, yeah.
0: and also, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Uh, No, I I just wonder, the point which for me was kind of a real ending, when they change the prisoners on the bridge, if uh, Rudolf Abel goes to sit in the back of the car or they hug him. That's one of the things which I really wanted to know. It's very exciting. Will he live or will he die? But in the end, they start to tell these afterwards stories. In the end, which I hate, you no, know? they they write in the end what are the afterwards, yeah. what happened to those characters, and why.
0: Yeah, that that was the other thing that I wanted to say is that that I really um, I I I think after this movie now I'm officially I'm. I came to the conclusion that I really start disliking this end credit uh, <laughs> subtitles you know of of the of uh, them explaining about what happens after the movie to the it's always with the true event movies that we we have to have this moment in the end when yeah. it slows down and it gets really emotional and yeah. sentimental and then we have this text saying and then they went to do this in their life and then they died in 1977 and and they were great people at ad- admired by everybody and this is how you should feel too because we just saw the movie telling you how to feel about these people and I really hate that because
2: uh, no it's, it's
0: sentimental yeah. and and, it, uh, and they never they never show this to us it just, it's just this kind of just telling us what what happened and I don't care if you if you don't show it and don't tell it
1: what I would have really cared you know, I would have loved to see as an after-written uh, remark in Tarantino's film, The Hateful Eight, if the cat lived or not.
0: <laughs> 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 but maybe we still get that deleted scene where we see the fate of the, cat just, <laughs> the
1: ginger cat.
0: <laughs> yeah, we see them more, more in action because they had two trainers, so there had to be something more...
1: That they were doing with those director's cut cat, which is 2 hours longer than no <laughs> yeah <laughs> just
0: to, just to see the the fate of these cats <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so you can't
1: really do much about it. don't take it too seriously you yeah. can only laugh at that it's silly
0: yeah yeah that's true yeah i i, I went quite cynical now in the end
1: <laughs> yeah but
0: but, but the, and that's the weird thing about The Steven Spielberg can really surprise you in the end.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and I I can't wait to see more Spielberg movies. So
1: you have this uh, big uh, a big friendly giant.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I really am waiting to see it. I think. I want to see what he does in the
1: I also want to see. It's strange, after all. What is <laughs> I want to see Spielberg movies. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's it for now.
1: Yeah, and we are thanking all our listeners.
0: Yeah. Thanks to all the listeners.
1: Mm.
0: And see you next time.
1: Yeah, see you next time. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. You have been listening to PC Movie Club podcast hosted by me, Aaron, and my mother, Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content of our podcast, like for example a detailed timeline of the topics discussed in each episode, and a summarized list of the movies we mentioned in case something caught your ear but you missed the title not to forget to mention of course our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast and article done by either me or my mother the great guitar piece you heard under the sound effects and dialogue from a movie in the opening theme was composed by a talented Spanish artist Javier Suarez god I hope I pronounced his name correctly who offers original music through his website betterwithmusic.com to be used in all kinds of audiovisual projects under the Creative Commons license So do check out his music. I hope you enjoyed your time with us as much as we enjoyed making it.